from day one, I have always been number one to Josh. And I have never, ever not felt that or never doubted it. Like he's always made sure that I knew that. And I've never felt that from anyone before. And I, I, it's one of my favorite things about our relationship. Like there's no doubt about where, where we stand with each other. Cause someday right. our four kids will grow up and be gone. And the two of us will be all we have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, that was a big, a big learning thing for me too, because I didn't think that way before I met him. What's going on? Hope you're having a fantastic Saturday. If you're at the Hunt Expo, make sure you reach out to me. Shoot me a message. I'd be more than happy to meet you there. I'm going to be bouncing around between a couple different booths, Initial, initial Ascent and uh, Cryptech. We've got Montana Knife Company. That Actually, today you saw a little clip here at the beginning. This is Jess's first time on a podcast. So I'm super stoked to share her story. The woman behind Josh supporting him this whole time as they built out Montana Knife Company. They're a partner of the show, but even before they were a partner, I was buying their knives because I trust in the gear that they provide. American company. And more than that, I want to tell the story behind the scenes that Jess has gone through from her point of view, why she was so supportive of Josh starting Montana Knife Company, and why she absolutely loves it. Even though she may not be a knife person herself, why she loves the company, the mission, the family they've created, and this community. So that being said, guys, if you like this, go down below, go check out what Montana Knife Company has to offer. Some knives are in stock and some are not. Some of them are based on drops, but check out the link down below that helps to support me, lets them know that you're coming over to Montana Knife Company through uh, this channel, whether it be the YouTube, the podcast, whatever it may be, use that link down below on any of the special drops as well. And in the future, might have something special for you. Also, guys, want to let you know that you, I really appreciate you a ton. Continue to share this with others as we continue to grow. Let's continue to share and get this message out. Sharing these stories is something I'm super passionate about. I really enjoy so subscribe, leave a like, and drop a comment. Any questions that you have for the Montana Knife Company crew, for Jess, her side of the story as the wife, supporting and sharing this journey, answering emails through support, etc. for Montana Knife Company. So definitely check out this story, guys. I'm stoked to share this one. I'm honored that Jess was willing to come on to my podcast as the, her first time. She did an amazing job. You're going to enjoy this. Have a fantastic rest of your Saturday. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, and we have an amazing guest for you guys, Jess Smith. So Josh Smith has been on the podcast. He's got his own podcast, and you guys probably own uh, Montana Knife Company Knife at this point. If you don't, I don't know what you're doing, uh, but uh, you should go grab one uh, when they are in stock. But with that being said, Jess, this is her, we were just establishing, this is her first time on a podcast. And uh, I wanted to bring Jess on because she does so many things behind the scenes. And I appreciate from the husband point of view that Josh does highlight those things as much as he can on social media. But I wanted to get Jess on here so that she can kind of give her side of the story because we've all heard Josh's side of the story of how you guys met and what <laughs> Jess does behind the scenes and, and things like that. But 
Before we get into that, uh, Jess, who are you for people that don't know who you are? So I am Jess Smith. I'm Josh's wife, which I find very, like, that's an honor to say that. I, I think maybe some women would be like, there's more to you than that. But <laughs> there is obviously, but like, I have great pride in being able to say that I'm Josh's wife. Uh, I run for Montana Knife Company. I run all of our customer service and all of our fulfillment. So anytime you send an email to Montana Knife Company, I'm the one that's going to answer you. Or if you have any kind of issue or customer service need, uh, I handle all of that. And then on a daily basis, any order that comes in for from knife to merchandise to whatever, I pack that and ship it and send it out. Um, obviously on Fridays when we pack out our drops, we have more help because I can't do that all by myself, but yeah, that's what I do, uh, for Montana knife company. So basically she runs the show. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, you know, I've been in the, the fulfillment room. What do you call your office that upstairs, uh, organized it's the awesome merch room? Yeah. yeah it's, it's the merch room. Um, running out of room. I know yeah. that. <laughs> You can tell what rooms she's in charge of and which one she's not by how organized it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that that's amazing. So guys out there, if you have any problems, this is the smiling face that you were sending those scathing emails to. It's true. So, so I'm going to say check yourself, okay? <laughs> like, She's the nicest person out there and deals with your crap. Uh, and then, of course, when you're being nice. She appreciates that as well. And it's just very good at being responsive. And Are you a one-man show when it comes to support? So as of Tuesday, I am no longer a one-man show. We actually finally got me some help. So I have, I have an employee. I actually have two. I have one person now that is fulfilling orders on a daily basis. So I no longer have to do that. And then I have another person I am training to answer emails. That's so awesome. you will now get an, either, an email response from me or from a gentleman named Tori, and he's great. So yeah, I finally yeah. have some help. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you guys, really are, you guys are definitely expanding. And so it's still, mm -hmm. it surprises me that it's taken up to this point to have someone else because you really are super responsive. Anyone that I've spoken with that has had an issue and sent an email in, anytime I've sent an email in, even before uh, partnering with you guys on the podcast, even before that, you know, as a yeah. customer, you were very responsive. And so it's impressive that you're, you're able to maintain that by yourself. Um, so I'm glad you have some help now. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when I first started out and Josh would ask me, what do you want to do? Uh, you know, before we had a bunch of employees and I got to kind of choose, uh, one of the reasons I chose customer service was because if I traveled with Josh or, you know, went anywhere with him, you know, you could answer emails anywhere. Mm. So, you know, the other reason that I chose emails and because Josh wanted me to do it, I think is because it's so personal, like that's our product. And I don't know, nobody can do it better than somebody that is like, that owns it. Oh yeah. Um, and whoever we hire will do a great job and Tori is doing a great job, but like there's that personal side of things and that ownership piece. And so obviously there's cons to that as well, where things can be taken too personal. And I've, I live that too, but, um, it's just nice to be the one that I get to field everything. And like, and then on the fulfillment side, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. So, you know, if there's a merch issue, 
you know, an email about it, like I can manage both. And it just feels like it's the best way to do it, at least for now. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, for sure. And that, again, that's just, that's a customer service is not easy. It's a, it's very mm -hmm. much a thankless job. It's almost as thankless as being a parent. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, it, it's funny because, uh, and if there's any kids out there listening, guys, or if you have this on in the car, um, we're going to talk about Santa here for a minute. So, oh, no. uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I heard something the other day that was really cool talking about a thankless job of being a parent. Um, I love being a dad. Everyone mm -hmm. that knows me understands that, but it is, it's true. Like you have to teach your kids gratitude. Um, because that's kind of something that doesn't necessarily come naturally, the thank yous and the, you know, things like that. So with that being said, someone, uh, there was a kid that asked his dad, I heard the story the other day. Um, he asked his dad if, you know, he could know the reality of Santa and he, he, and he's like 10, he's like, dad, I'm big enough now. Like, come on, tell me, tell me about it. And the dad's yeah. like, okay, well, okay. We're going to, we're going to tell you if you're really up for it, but understand that truth is one of those things that you can't unburden yourself from later. So if you understand it now, that's just, you've got to be a part of it at that point. Yeah. Do you really want to know the answer? Because like, Oh yeah, of course I'm so ready for it. I'm, you know, big boy now. And, and dad's like, okay. So the kid says, well, is Santa real? And dad says, yes, yes, he is. And the kid's like, wait, what? It's real. And the dad says, yes, he is, but he's not the man in the red suit. He's more of an idea. Because he said, think of all the gifts that you've received throughout the years from Santa. He said, I bought those. And did I once get upset with you for not saying thank you? Hmm. And he said, so think about the idea of now, now you have to be a part of it. You have to pick out gifts for your younger siblings. You also need to search for ways to give to other people without expecting a thank you in response. Right. And so that was the way that he explained that Santa is real, just not the dude in a red suit because, you know, you're personifying this idea. But yeah. anyway, just I love a that. little tangent there talking about uh, thankless jobs. It. But, but uh, <laughs> anyway, getting back to Montana Knife Company. And I wanted to, let's just start from the beginning here. So start from when you met Josh. Because Josh, <laughs> when you met him, he was a lineman, correct? Yes. Okay. He was a lineman and I was a school teacher. Okay. Perfect. So, so I, was you, teaching, I was teaching fifth grade at the time. Oh man, that takes some, that definitely takes patience. Okay. So, <laughs> this has been a constant theme in your life. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause I'll say like, I have no experience in customer service, but I mean, you could argue that dealing with children, like you just said, parenting, and then also, you know, dealing with parents, uh, has definitely does no wrong. No. What, what's you know my kid never did that what are you talking about <laughs> oh yeah it's really given me some experience but yeah no i was a teacher he was a lineman and we we met at a bar um and i'm not a bar going person he really isn't either so it was very i, I don't know i think it's a cool part of our story of how all everything just kind of lined up but um yeah i met him at a bar and he talked about his kids all night and showed me pictures and um we danced a few times and and he showed me a I had been uh recently single living with some friends just trying to like get my life on track and th my friends that I was living with they loved the show Forged in Fire. Hmm. And so in the pictures Josh was showing me he showed me this axe that his daughter Demi had made and it was like Damascus. 
And I was trying wow. to, you know, sound cool. <laughs> so yeah. I said, gosh, that looks like the stuff they make on Forged and Fire. And he, without a beat, says, missing a beat, says, oh, yeah, I was on that show. Which is kind of funny to me because he's not like that to be mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on my way home, I ended up Googling him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this whole world of like creative artistry in the knife world that I didn't even know existed. But clearly, like he had a gift and a talent. And and uh, he called me the next day and asked if I wanted to uh, build horse feeders in his barn. <laughs> and again, like it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, I had been dabbling with some online dating and it was awful and the idea of doing manual labor with someone <laughs> sounded really refreshing <laughs> and i mean the 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 rest is all kind of history like i don't know we just hit it off and we were both in a place in our life like ready to like be serious and um he had four kids at the time i didn't have any i've i've not ever had any kids and but i've always wanted to have kids and so the idea of four kids didn't sway me or scare me or you know i have a lot of people to be like oh my god you had four kids like what were you thinking i i wasn't thinking anything and then when i met them they were such wonderful humans then and have just continued to be so um yeah that's how that's kind of the story of how we met no that's awesome and that you know that speaks to the character of of who he is mm -hmm. um you know it, it's funny that you say that he doesn't say things like to show off because he, he really doesn't. Uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's not that kind of guy. He's a very humble guy. So there's probably a little bit of that, uh, wanting to, wanting to show up for the, the pretty lady at the bar. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you saying that you watched this show and you knew all about this, these knives. Right. But, but, um, you know, that that's really cool that he, you know, he was talking about his kids so much and he still does. He raves about his kids mm -hmm. and, um, you know, how he's, how, how they're all so responsible and, they've all played a role in Montana knife company and, um, being at the grand opening, which I can't believe was almost a year ago I know. already. Um, and, and seeing how emotional he got about talking about his kids growing up and how they've, they've all contributed to the company. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't just brush them aside or think they're nuisances or anything like that, like that, that speaks volumes. And so, um, that's really cool. And then of course, horse feeders, I wouldn't even know where to start on how to build a horse feeder. So that's pretty cool. That that was your second date, I well, guess first official date. It's <laughs> funny when we were building them, he kept saying like, it was in a brand new barn he was building. He kept asking me like, what do you think? How do you think they look? What do you think? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's not my barn. Like, why do you care what I think? <laughs> But he was so eager to like, I don't know. Yeah. He just always has been, I've never met anyone like Josh. That's just so, um, caring doesn't really touch it, but like considering, consider, uh, cons considering of me and like caring and like inclusive, like to bring someone in your life that, and you have four kids, like, Oftentimes those kids will still take precedent over a new spouse. Mm -hmm. And that was not the case. Like from day one, I've always been number one to Josh and I've never, ever not felt that or never doubted it. Like 
he's always made sure that I knew that. And I've never felt that from anyone before. And I, I, it's one of my favorite things about our relationship. Like there's no doubt about where, where we stand with each other. Cause someday mm. our four kids will grow up and be gone. And the two of us will be all we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, that was a big, a big learning thing for me too, because I didn't think that way before I met him. No, that's a, that's a really good point to, to highlight. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I think that that the time passes by so quickly. Like I, you know, I look at, at our youngest and I'm like, man, how are you? How are you seven? Like, yeah. What, when did this happen? You know? And I joke with her and tell her she's not allowed to grow up or lose any more teeth or anything like that. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, I remember her swaddled up in a little blanket and now she's seven running mm-hmm. around. She's got friends. She's checking in with dad. Like it, it just, it's a little grown up, you know, it just mm-hmm. blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And so you, that's a very valid point of making sure that you know where each other stand uh, w- with each other in that relationship. And the kids, um, the kids need to know kind of where their place is. And I don't mean that in a harsh way, but right. that they're not the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be at certain times, like if you go to their games or you're helping them with homework or whatever, but sure. they are not the number one priority uh, overall. And and yeah. I think that also teaches children a healthy respect mm-hmm. uh, for relationships and and for their future as well. So that's really cool. So you went through the linemen, which I understand, you know, linemen work is not easy. Um, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and you're dealing with high voltages and amps and everything else that goes into electricity and uh, big machines and digging pits, all this other manual labor stuff. So, yeah. and all while you're teaching as a, as a fifth grade teacher, um, how did that kind of, I guess, walk us through having, I guess, a dual working relationship where you're at work, he's at work. How do you guys, you know, how did you make time for each other, uh, pre MKC? Oh, geez. Um, weekends, yeah. <laughs> uh, weekends. And then, you know, a lot of it just revolved around kids and sports. I mean, all four of the kids play multiple sports. And so it's, it's so busy with all of that. And so, you know, really our time revolved around that. And then every summer we would go on a like camping type vacation where we would pull the camper somewhere and all pile in the truck. I think we did that three or four summers in a row. Um, went to Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons and up to Canada. And those are some of you know, our favorite memories, uh, all six of us together, you know, a week in the camper in the truck. You guys and... don't live in a beautiful state or anything. You know, it's, it's know. not like you have those things in your backyard, basically. No, it's <laughs> true. It's so true. But back then, you know, the summer was the only time we could hmm. do it. Now, thankfully, we've gotten pretty good at like going over spring break. So we don't. And I'm so glad because I want to be here in the summer. Um, yeah, leaving Montana in the summer is not smart. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, just um, you know, on the weekends and and in the summer as much as possible, but I don't I don't miss I'm really glad he's not a line. I mean, lineman is great work and I he loved the work. I don't miss the call-outs mm. and the leaving all night and, you know, during bad weather and all of that. It's very stressful. Yeah. I can imagine. I can can definitely imagine. So, so you, you guys, you know, dedicate a lot of time to the kids throughout the week. And then you had, did you have like a, 
was it a standing date or was it a like how how did you guys work the weekends i'm just asking for yeah. people out there that are in this situation where they have maybe a police officer husband or both of them work and they're they have kids in the same situation yeah you know um hot tub time <laughs> a lot of hot tub time um it did feel like that would be our our time like just for the two of us where we would get to talk and catch up and you know, honestly, that's where our conversations about Montana Knife Company began, where he would tell me, like, you know, I have this thing that I want to do, and I'd really like to get back in my shop. And and I was like, then you should, because you know, clearly he had a gift or has a gift, and I wanted him to do it, and you could tell it made him happy. And um yeah, it's just, it still is a, so amazing to me. It makes me a little bit speechless to talk about just his knife making ability. Um, I'm so happy he's getting back into it. And it's just such beautiful work. Like I, I still can't believe the stuff that he creates. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for, for people that don't know, um, when she's saying getting back into it, obviously MKC has been around for, you know, 2020. So almost four years now, Yeah. Uh, but Josh is getting back into making some custom knives. He's been able to kind of like, you've been able to hire a couple of employees. Mm. It's weird to think that you, you have him, you personally have employees, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, even though unimplied, you run the show. We, we know that like the women <laughs> behind the scenes run the show. <laughs> That's just the case. Uh, your name's just not on the paperwork, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but um, Josh is getting back into making custom knives and, and mm -hmm. the one that he was making uh, recently that has been posting about um, a, a folder with Damascus and the scales or like, I can't even picture that. Like, I think some of the MKC knives, I don't even want to use, but I have to remind myself, like, they're working knives. I got to use yeah. them, right? But, yeah. uh, but you know, he takes it to a whole new level. He's an artist um, mm -hmm. along with, a you know, a, a bladesmith. So, like, it's just, yeah. or, it blows my mind. So I can I can understand you being there in the behind the scenes. You don't necessarily, you're not a big knife person, but you understand, like, the passion that he puts into it. And then, of course, the the beautiful artwork that that he mm -hmm. creates with with these knives. So that's that's really awesome. So yeah. uh, hot tub time. I'm assuming you guys weren't on your phones. We were sitting there nope. talking, right? Nope. Yeah, I just want want to highlight that too. Yep. When you go on a date nope. with your nope. spouse, put the <laughs> no phone down. Hot tub. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just us, and uh, yeah, I mean, I we both know kind of know like code, like hey, we need to want a hot tub tonight like we haven't yeah we haven't had some time in a while and like it's just start checking especially now that everything's so busy yeah exactly so uh how why were you so supportive from the get-go because you know obviously the way josh explains it is he was like all right i want to do this and you're like all right quit your job go like <laughs> I know he says it so flippantly. <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously, there's you know, but it, it is kind of funny because like a lot of the times, the 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 spouse will be a little bit kind of hesitant of like, hey, you've got a secure job, you've got benefits, you have a you know, his obviously wasn't nine to five, but it was his it was his steady job that he had. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Why were you Why were you so supportive and okay with that? Just being gone. Yeah. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Right. Like obviously he was 
still working and I was still working and you know, we cut the first 200 and kind of went through the whole process of doing it all. I don't know. It just was such an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I There's something about Josh, and I, I'm not the only person that will say this. There's something about Josh that he will do anything he says he's going to do. <laughs> like, I, I, it's just, I've never met anyone like him. Like, if he's going to... If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And he's not going to half-ass it. It's going to be done exactly how he wants. It's going to be amazing. He's going to work his ass off to do it. And yeah, I just, uh, I never doubted him. And so, you know, when we kind of started the ball rolling, um, and then Brandon got involved and Brandon actually quit his job before Josh did, um, And then, you know, how it all kind of transpired. I still remember we were sitting in the hot tub and we were trying to figure out about um, going to meet Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett had reached out and like wanted to buy some knives and he was going to be in Big Sky. And we were trying to figure out how to go because Josh was still working for Northwestern Energy and they wouldn't give him the time off. And he was out of his PTO. Mm. And he's like, I think I'm just going to quit. I was like, Sounds good. Like I've been telling you, like, you know, we should just do this thing. Like, let's do it. Because he was stretched so thin and trying to work his eight to five job and then do stuff at night and do stuff on weekends for MKC and make phone calls. Like all the phone calls he would have to make to like figure out where to have stuff steel cut and how to you know, like he'd never run a production knife company before. So he was literally like figuring it out as he went and it was all just too much. And so I guess in my mind, it was like, I would never, ever have said, don't do that to like Mm -hmm. keep your job. Like it just made sense. Like you should probably quit your job so you can like actually focus on this thing and, and do it. Like, let's do it. And I just, I just believed in him. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't anything like, there wasn't any like super like epiphany moment or anything. I just, I knew he could do it. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I want to highlight a couple of things here that have stood out to me uh, for people that are, that are listening with, first off, he, he set the standard, set the foundation really strong with you. And you knew you would be taken care of. So that is something that is key for a lot of people that are like, oh, my wife doesn't support me in going hunting and doing this and that. You know, the first thing I want to say, and obviously depending on who I'm talking to is how I address it. But the first thing I want to say to those people is, um, how's your relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, do you have everything taken care of? Does she know that you being gone is going to be okay because you've taken care of things? Right. Because if not, I mean, that's a big thing for for the majority of women out there. They want to know that there's some kind of security blanket, whether they state that or not. um, That's the majority of women out there. They want to know that they're taken care of. And that's a big like love language bucket filling scenario. Right. Uh, And so he covered that from the very get go. And then obviously he didn't just up and quit his job. He was still working his job and pursuing his passion. Uh, he didn't just say, all right, well, I don't know how we're going to pay the bills next month, but I'm done. Like, you know? yeah. And that's another big thing too, for, for people. It's not just, you have an idea and, and any, any successful entrepreneur out there 
says very similar things of they've either saved up a certain amount or they've already gotten the ball rolling and have proven that they can sell or they can provide this value and get value in return uh, before they just up and quit their job. Very few people that have started from scratch. And those people that have started from nothing or a ton of debt, it's generally without a family in tow. Right. Uh, because they don't have other people depending on them. So what does it matter if they screw up? They just, you know, they've got one person they're worried about. So yeah, I just want to highlight those things for people out there. It's it's not that Josh just quit. Right? <laughs> he no, was out and, there. Yeah. And there was definitely nothing flippant about it. Right. Like, I mean, we had had. It sounds better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had definitely just, had several conversations where yeah. I was like, I don't know why you don't just quit. And he was like, no, I can't yet. Like, um, but yeah, I just, obviously the timing had to be right, but he was very responsible and yeah. I, and we had already been like making the first run for sure. I don't know. I don't remember if we'd had a draw official drop yet with Brandon before he quit. He could be able to tell them timing of that better than me, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was all very exciting and, yeah. I just knew it was going to work out. And Josh had sold knives before, and he had, he had custom, kind of a customer base. Um, yeah, but that was just in customs. Okay. Gotcha. Which is very different. I mean, I'm sure mm. many of his custom buyers have purchased MKC knives. I don't know, mm. but, like, it's a totally different world. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. It's probably, like, pieces of art versus... You know, mm-hmm. painting a wall in your house kind yeah, of deal. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Um no, cool. So yeah, and and then of course the last thing I want to highlight is guys go buy a hot tub. Like mm-hmm. that. Okay. <laughs> Great investment. <laughs> That's where all the good business meetings happen for MKC. Um no. <laughs> but but in, in reality, like it just sounds like he he created that firm that solid foundation. Uh, he mm-hmm. provided, and then uh, that allowed you to be even more on board. Obviously, you wanted to be supportive and all that, but it made it easier to mm-hmm. to know that he had proven over the last couple of years that he would make sure you were taken care of. Yeah. It wasn't just a dream that he was pursuing, uh, but it was it was going to you know turn around and, and be productive. So that yeah. that's amazing. So then you start you know MKC, you start answering these uh, awful emails. And then, uh, <laughs> but so, uh, no, so, go ahead. I didn't actually start doing any of that until mm-hmm. August of the following year. Okay. So starting so in 2020. Still, yeah. So I was still teaching and we had two employees um, at the time. And then I was helping here and there, like in the evenings, like print labels and, you know, all the merch was in our basement. And, uh, you know, helping with drops on the weekends and everything was kind of a mishmash then, but Mm. that was right during, it was actually in 21, I believe, because I had gone a whole school year of COVID and wearing masks. And at this point in time, I was teaching seventh grade. So I was in middle school. So it was harder as far as kids go. Um, and spent the whole summer, you know, working and helping with MKC as we were like really starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. And then there was word that they were going to make us wear masks at school again. And it was like a week before school. And I came mm-hmm. home and I said to Josh, I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I physically cannot wear a mask every day again when this whole thing is just a hoax. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like... 
And I said, you either have to hire me or I have to go find another job. Mm -hmm. And we were definitely picking up and getting busy. And he definitely was feeling like him and Brandon both feeling like the stress of things growing. Uh, but they also weren't sure if they could use me and in like what capacity. Mm-hmm. And so they talked and basically kind of took a, a gamble in hiring me <laughs> and like made a position. I don't even mm-hmm. know. Like I didn't even have like an official title or anything. I just started like doing whatever Josh needed me to yeah. do. And even then I, I wasn't answering emails yet. I was, I was doing everything. I was ordering uh, handle material and handle scales and like talking to all of our, our vendors that make our sheaths and ordering mm. sheaths and like all of the like manufacturing stuff that I literally knew nothing about and trying to create some spreadsheets to organize what we were doing. And, and then also, you know, taking over our merchandise and shipping fulfillment and, you know, printing labels. And I think somewhere in there, I finally did start, you know, taking over the email list or the email inbox. Um, but yeah, it didn't take long for them to realize like, oh, good thing we hired her because there's a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So they there's no official title. I, I was trying to think of one while you were talking. I'm like executive, but like yeah. there's not, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I didn't, I didn't really have a title. And then I did all of that for like, it was a a year before we hired Andrew. And when we hired Andrew, I was like, Oh my God, thank God, because I can't keep doing like all this manufacturing stuff that I know nothing about. And so he took over all of that, all of the operation side of things. And then, um, you know, somewhere in there, we kind of had a bookkeeper that was helping. Thank God, because I was doing that stuff too. Like I wasn't really, I was like helping with payroll, like Mm. organizing that stuff and like (laughs) just stuff I had no experience and no business probably doing, but I was trying to help. And so I always joke that Andrew and Mel are like my two favorite hires because they took all of that stuff off my plate. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, this has grown quite significantly in the past three years, almost going on four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you guys have gone through tons of evolutions and hiring new staff. And uh, so how has that been from, obviously you've been uh, integral in this growth as well. I, I would, I mean, I want to ask, you know, how is it from a spouse's point of view, but you've also been a big part of the actual working inner workings of the company. Um, yeah. But, but what, I guess, outside of the job that you've done um, in Montana Knife Company, what have you seen like as a spouse seeing Josh pursue this, this company and this dream of his, what, what are you seeing from your point of view? Uh, I've seen like the American dream just like happen right before us, like stuff that you see on movies. Um, yeah, it's wild. I when we started this, I never ever dreamed that it would look even at all like it does now. You know, I never I remember when he said, you know, we're probably going to have to build a building and I was like, hmm? 
<laughs> and now you and, guys are looking at another building yeah, not even he, a year later yeah i remember oh. i remember when we you know had the interior of this building done and we were framing the offices and stuff upstairs and we framed in that merchandise room that i'm in right now and he i remember him repeatedly saying like it's probably not going to be big enough you're probably going to grow out of it i was like this thing is huge like <laughs> how would we ever outgrow this and not even a year later it's like i don't know where i'm gonna put all the stuff that brandon just ordered <laughs> like there's stuff that's gonna be here in like two weeks and i don't know where i'm gonna put it yeah yeah so, you're like i need a room just for flannels okay <laughs> yeah that was super stressful when those were coming yeah. oh me. i bet oh, no. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah so i mean we're talking now about that whole building being just fulfillment once we build our new building. Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like every day I'm just a little bit like speechless and dumbfounded all at the same time. Like, I don't, I can't believe this is our life. Hmm. The stuff that we get to do and, you know, him being on Fox news and like the people we've met and, um, it's just mind blowing. But then at the same time, it's equally as I've, I've never felt more grateful. Like all those employees that we have out, out there in that building, like they're all such incredible people. And I'm so grateful that they're all like with us on this journey. And like even the customer service side of things, like all the people that I have gotten to interact with and all of the kind emails that people send, like cheering us on and like, telling us how awesome we are. Like, I just can't believe it. That's amazing. That's, <laughs> you know, that, that's definitely something that I, you know, we, we joke about the bad emails, but it seems like the, the good ones 100% outweigh any mm -hmm. negativity because just the community that's been built. And it's, it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, MKC, like when I was walking around the airport, um, Oh, when was it coming back from my whitetail hunt in Ohio? So November, uh, yeah. I was walking around with an MKC hat. I had a first form outdoors shirt on and, um, I think I had a, it was either a cooler or something. I don't know, but you know, I sit down and, and I'm like, I'm trying to answer some emails or whatever. And, and this guy's like, what'd you kill? And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how do you know? He's like, dude, you're wearing an MKC hat. And a first form outdoors shirt. Like, I know you're a hunter. I was like, okay. And and then there was a couple other times where people asked me about, you know, the MKC on my hat. And and uh, it, it's it's funny that it's not even about the knife anymore, um, which obviously yeah. the knife is the big part of it. Uh, but it's it's more of, you know, that movement of American made mm -hmm. and, and hiring American customer service, American workers. Uh, American sourced, you know, items and, and, and things along that line, it fits right in with that movement. And a knife is something that everyone uses yeah. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of any, any day that I haven't used one either to open a box or to, you know, whatever it is, clean game, uh, cook, you know, things yeah. like that. Like you, you use a knife on a, on a daily basis. So it's something that, hits on so many levels um uh, but but even more so just the community aspect of uh what mkc stands for mm -hmm. i think is what's spreading even more so than just the knives 
Um, and, and I don't, I mean, I imagine that's what Brandon and Josh had in mind, yeah. but I, I, I don't know if they thought about it on such a big scale at, at yeah. the time. Uh, has that, have you seen that evolve and grow as you've been receiving those emails and everything as well? Yeah, definitely. And that was, that was both of their intentions from the beginning was, you know, we can't, it'll never survive if it's just about selling a knife, right? Like mm. it just won't. And so from the very beginning, I remember both Josh and Brandon communicating like about wanting to create a brand and a, and a atmosphere mm -hmm. uh, that everybody wants to be a part of. And that was the whole point behind like any of our merchandise. Like you see, I remember Josh saying, you see somebody wearing an MKC hat, you know, what kind of person that is. Like, you know what their values are, you know what they, you know, for the most part, like mm -hmm. maybe it's probably not a thousand percent true, but like for the most part, you can tell what kind of person that is by the fact that they're wearing our shirt or our hat and that they believe in, like you were saying, American manufacturing and made in America and, you know, American jobs and, and all of those things that we seem to have lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying so hard to bring it all back because it's so important and our country will never survive without it. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely from the very beginning, and I know nothing about marketing. It's funny because people used to always be, they'd meet me and be like, Oh, are you doing all the marketing? Oh my God. No. Like <laughs> a million years. Yeah, those people don't but, know Brandon. No, <laughs> no, but I've learned, I learned so much from Brandon. Like, in the first few years, I'm still learning from Brandon, but like initially just like, I don't, there's so much mm -hmm. to that marketing side that, you know, getting people to believe and creating not just a product, but a, yeah. a belief, a value and mm -hmm. something that people want to be a part of. The Santa it's so knives. cool to like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's so cool to like, yeah be a part of that thing that everybody wants to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's funny cause uh, you know, as I'm reading and, and learning myself about, um, you know, marketing, I see things that Brandon's doing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, you know, that, that works. But also <laughs> like the way that my, the way my brain works as well as I'm like, how many times did Brandon have to fail before he mm -hmm. figured out this is what worked? Mm -hmm. Like that's what blows my mind more than anything. Cause I know there's so many other things that have happened that have failed before Brandon figured out this is what's going to work yep. for MKC. Cause what he's doing for MKC isn't necessarily going to work for a gym or for, right. you know, something else, you know, another market it's create, like he's just put all these different pieces together that mm -hmm. have just found, I mean, the stars have aligned basically to where it hits even with, uh, you know, Instagram banning certain things. And <laughs> that's been the dumbest thing. It's really funny to me to see the moment that you guys post that, uh, you know, when, when Brandon puts up the, this post was banned or whatever, how many more likes that post gets <laughs> and shares. It's almost like a big F you to Instagram, whatever they, it's like at that point, their employees should recognize we're actually doing ourselves harm by, <laughs> by banning yeah. this stuff. But, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's really cool to see all these different, uh, 
you know, factors changing at, at MKC and growing. So with that, um, I want to ask you, you know, with, because you're, again, I know you enjoy the company and everything, but it's funny because you're not necessarily a knife person. No. At least, yeah. Now, did Josh, when you guys got married, did Josh gift you a, a knife? Uh, I received my first knife from Josh. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it was a kitchen knife for Christmas, uh, three years ago, four years ago. Um, beautiful Damascus. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a chef blade. It's more of like a giant meat cutter. It's a huge knife. Um, no, the the question that people always ask me is, have you made a knife? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I have no interest in that. I don't. I don't. And I, I feel like that comes off a little like uncaring or flippant or like, I don't care what he does, but like it couldn't, that could definitely not be more opposite. I just, I don't have any personal desire to like, I'm not a creative artsy person. I'm very Mm. type A organized, like all of that. And so the kids have all made, made knives and, or, different things with Josh and um, for school projects and different things. And so they all have experience doing it, but I, I've not done it before. Yeah, no, for sure. I just didn't know if, if he had or had not gifted a knife. Cause that's, that'd be interesting. I know of one other person that gifted their, their spouse a knife on, uh, on their wedding day. And I was just like, that's kind of oh. a, uh, yeah, no, cause she's not a knife person either. So like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I have lots of knives now. I probably have like two in each purse, and I have like two in my console in my car. <laughs> it's not like you can just walk in your backyard and grab one, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have them everywhere. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, I want to ask a couple questions here. I'm going to pick mm-hmm. out maybe three or four. Um, before we get into those questions, though, I do want to ask. I, I imagine, and this is kind of going back to how flipping he makes it sound about, uh, you know, saying just quit your job and, and go for yeah. it. But uh, with the MagnaCut steel, and we've talked about mm-hmm. it, and you said that's your favorite steel. I imagine Josh, you know, saying something about how amazing all these nerdy features about it. And then you looking at it and be like, oh, man, that's pretty. It's like, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, with, with that, I mean, you've mentioned that that's your favorite steel, uh, when you first started making them out of, out of, uh, the magna cut, but what would be, if you had to pick one knife that you used either the most or your favorite out of the line, uh, what would it be? My favorite knife. I mean, it's probably the magna cut speed goat just the cause full it's size so- or the mini. I don't know. I like the speed goat better because there's more blade. Mm. Um, I haven't carried the mini a lot simply because they always sell out and I never get one. Um, <laughs> but I have several one, speed goats. One those these. ones that are all like, in, yep, there you go. <laughs> it's the one in my pocket every day. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. I have several speed goats. You know, those are the ones that are in my car and in my bag. And um, I don't know. It's just so light. You don't even know it's there. Um, you know, you've got the paracord if you need it. Uh, but I just, I like the length of the blade mm. better than the, than the mini, but gotcha. I'm also not like not being a knife person. I, I don't carry it on me every day. Right. If I was going to carry it every day. Then I would carry the mini cause it's so small. 
but yeah when we get our so folder i'll goat. carry that how about yeah. that yeah so the speed goat the speed goat magna cut yeah and uh and yeah for for people that don't know and josh has mentioned it on the podcast and and you're bringing it up and i i can't remember if i've said it or not but yeah the the folder that's going to be coming soon we don't know when but when that's coming out uh i'm i'm really excited about that because then i can definitely get rid of all my bench mates just boot them out the door and uh, do a flash sale on all my all my bench mates because um you know this the mini really doesn't stick out much more out of my pocket than the uh than any of my folders do um and i show that to people and they're kind of surprised at how little of a footprint it has right um for the blade that it is so yeah that that's awesome so the speed goat in magna cut and uh unfortunately guys the v1 of the speed goat is gone so you can't um, get jess's favorite knife anymore the, uh, at least for the now version the version twos are going to be cool and those are coming yeah. out and just the carbon is coming out in like two or three weeks there you go and the only difference in the version two is it's going to have a little guard mm -hmm. uh which is really nice. It's going to hold in the sheath better, um, provide a little protection for your hand on the handle. Um, but otherwise it's the same knife. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that makes sense though. Having the little guard. Yeah. Um, I, I have wondered about that. I never got around to asking Josh about that, but yeah, having the guard, especially when you're working on an animal or something like that, when things get a little slippery, yep. um, it is nice to have that, that sure stop, um, for you. That's yep. one of the biggest things I like about the whitetail blade. That's my favorite for, for in the field. Um, mm -hmm. the blade length and then having that little that little guard all right well let's get into some of these questions then um okay man i don't know if i want to start off with that one first <laughs> uh so I, I and i mentioned this before but i asked my wife um you know if she had any questions for you and she just wanted to say that uh it and she almost kind of started tearing up about this too because she She's the same way where she's not, she likes to, she likes to do the things behind the scenes, but doesn't necessarily want the credit for it. Yeah. And I try and give her, you know, as much kudos as she'll let me, um, when we're talking to people, she always downplays it. Right. But she just said, when we came out and we met you guys and then, uh, understanding what she knows now about Montana knife company and, and whatever we've talked about you guys, uh, she is very appreciative of how supportive you are of your husband and then how, how much work you do behind the scenes, um, as a spouse. And, and that's just something that stands out to her. Uh, and then when we came out to, you know, your, your grand opening and mm -hmm. meeting you, she was like, she's so happy. Like she didn't seem stressed. She didn't, you know, she enjoyed, uh, being there with people and meeting, greeting people. And, yeah. uh, and, and she said, if, if I didn't know as much as I know about the company, I, I wouldn't know how much of a role she plays. Um, you know, and she's just really appreciative of, of that and the example that you set, you know, yeah. as a as a spouse of a business owner. That's um, cool. Let's see here. So anonymous, I won't say who this one's from, but I'm sure you can guess. <laughs> uh says, What was she thinking giving Josh her phone number at the bar? <laughs> I have he says that all the time too. If I don't know if that's his comment, but <laughs> Um, he always says, I can't believe she gave me her number. Uh, I have never been good at being the girl that like gives a fake number. Like I've never been good at that. I always just am. I'm too honest, I guess. <laughs> so I just gave him my number. But whatever. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, next one. I have a question about. Let's see. Oh, okay. So this one, no question, just saying Jess is the best role model ever. There you go. Um, okay. Separating work from spouse. Has, has that been a challenge? Tips and tricks to balance it so your relationship doesn't become all about work. Mm-hmm. That's a so, great one. Yeah. Hot tub. Um, okay. <laughs> Buy a hot tub. Yeah. I'll be totally honest. Um, it was not easy from the beginning. Um, we definitely have had our handful of intense discussions where, you know, Josh would say, if this isn't going to work, then, you know, you need to go back to teaching. We need to like, he's like, our, he always would say, I will not let MKC come between us. He would always say that again, to just go back to like his, he was so good at like our relationship was first, no matter what. Um, but I knew we could do it. We just needed to like talk through things. Mm -hmm. And like I had mentioned earlier, when I first started working for MKC, I was doing everything. Mm -hmm. And so we were working so close together and he was asking me to do all kinds of things I didn't know how to do. He didn't know how to do. We were like figuring it out together, messing it up together. Um, our brains don't work the same, you know, all the things that like make it hard. And there was definitely, you know, our handful of intense <laughs> exchanges. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you have to come back to knowing what's, what's number one. Mm -hmm. And that has been the thing that has kept us sane and uh, together and kept MKC, you know, prosperous and growing. Um, I really can't take too much credit of my own. I, I really give credit to Josh because he's so stable and so level-headed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> like <laughs> women are emotional and, you know, fly off the handle and get upset. I get offended at things that are dumb. And, you know, especially with the whole email world, like mm. he was helping me answer those emails when I first started doing them. Like so much of that, I didn't know how to answer. And so he would help me. That's how I learned. And, you know, learning how to not answer an email, like how I want to answer it. If <laughs> yeah. <you're> being rude. <laughs> You know, he would say, you can't say that and you have to be nice and, you know, all the things. But um, I can say now, like, I think we've been in it long enough now that, and we've grown, obviously we grow and we learn and we change and we definitely haven't had any intense discussions in a long time. That's a good way um, to put it. Intense discussions. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I hate to call it fighting because fighting just has such a bad stigma. Yeah. Um, and I think fighting always ends badly, but one of my favorite things about Josh is when you have a disagreement or, you know, something that you have to talk about, he never ever holds a grudge. He never ever uh, remembers things later. You talk about them, you sort them out, it's done, it's over, you move on. 
And very few people are like that. And it's one of my favorite things about him because it helps. It's another thing that keeps our relationship so healthy because I don't ever have to worry or feel bad. Like if I, we disagree about something or have a discussion about something and I'm still feeling bad about it later, he's like, stop. I don't don't care anymore. Like, let it go. And so, you know, if something carries on, it's only because I'm doing that, not Mm -hmm. because he is. And so that's really helpful and really important if you're working with your spouse to not hold grudges, to not remind people of things like, oh, you did this yesterday or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, just not being petty on July 8th, 2019 at 9am, you said, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Not keeping a score, not tallying things like all of that. Um, Mm. it's so important. And I, I'm so lucky to get to work with him every day. Like we'll go a whole day sometimes and we work together, but I don't see him. Um, I don't love those days, Mm. but like, at the end of the day, like we get to work together and like pursue this dream together. And it's, it's just such a gift. I can't believe it. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's a, that's a really good response. It's, uh, you know, separating work from, from your spouse. I mean, it's, it's almost, it seems like it's almost not a necessity for you guys because you share this dream. So mm-hmm. it's almost like work is work is work. There's things obviously you have to check off and, and do, but for the most part, like MKC is more of a, the overarching theme of it is a, it's a dream that both of you guys have. Um, and, and you're working towards that together. So, you know, it, it's almost like you don't necessarily have to separate it um, per se uh, on a day-to-day basis, but making that time for each other, uh, is definitely special. So mm-hmm. I think after this podcast, uh, MKC should start uh, selling hot tubs. That's a- <laughs> it's a great idea. The MKC hot tub, the meeting room is what you should call it. That's what you should. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> oh man. I'll have to talk to Brandon about that one. and <laughs> see. We'll run it by him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the mar- what the margins are on hot tubs, but. After shipping, probably not too well. <laughs> you have to come pick them up in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but that's that. That's really cool. Um, I don't want to hit on uh, a lot of the other questions, but I, I do want to ask you, is there anything, any advice or anything that you want to leave people with, uh, you know, whether it be MKC related, a relationship, just you from your own point of view, um, pursuing this passion with, with your husband and your family at this point, your team. Um, anything that you want to to leave with the audience? Gosh, I'm just so, I don't know, just thank you. Like to everybody that has supported us and jumped on this wild ride with us. Like, I can't believe you did that, <laughs> but we are, I'm just so grateful. Like, again, like I said earlier, I just look around and I can't believe we're doing this thing and it's so much fun and it's so hard and it's so much work, but like the work is so fulfilling. And, you know, at the end of the day, it sounds cheesy to say all of that when we're selling knives, mm-hmm. but again, like the emails that we get from people that are like, Oh, I took my son on his first hunt and we used your speed goat to break down his buck. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> 
I read that email to our staff, to all of our team in our, in our morning meetings. And I'm like, every time you are assembling a knife, you are packaging a knife, you are sharpening a knife, like that knife is going to be part of somebody's memories and somebody's journey and somebody's adventure. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what these knives, where they're going or what they're going to be doing. Like, I just love the the unknown of that. And like, we are a part of somebody's life in a very small way, but just, I'm just so grateful and thankful. And yeah, it's such a wild ride. And I'm, I just love every part of it. I love it. That's awesome. And you know, something that, that too, I just want to point out, you guys are, you, all of you are extremely grateful and you don't act entitled um, to whatever it is, to your customer base, to uh, in person, like I haven't had a bad interaction with any of the team members uh, whatsoever, whether they knew who I was or not um, at the grand opening, on social media, whatever it is. And whenever I'm spoken to somebody, it, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I would, to the people out there listening, and and I get a lot of questions as well, you know, what makes, why should I buy a Montana Knife Company knife when I can go and buy XYZ knife at Walmart and, you know, it'll cut up a buck similar, yeah. not the same is what, you yep. know, what they ask me. And I'm like, well, I said, if that's how you feel, then, you know, maybe you shouldn't go buy a Montana knife company knife, but mm-hmm. here's why I support them and why I really appreciate the company. And uh, it really is the people behind it. Obviously the blade quality, you, Blade quality goes for, you know, without saying it really is a super sharp. Be careful when you open it. <laughs> like <laughs> kind of, you have to put those silly, it makes me laugh every time I see a box that you got those simple, those silly labels on it. Say, be careful, yep. it's sharp basically. But yep. uh, outside of the blades itself, you're joining a community of people, uh, like you mentioned earlier, that are just good, upstanding, for the most part, good, upstanding individuals that want to make America better. Uh, want to pr- push progress in the right direction of uh, being grateful and 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 showing people what this country truly is about and getting in the outdoors as much as possible. So mm-hmm. um, that's the difference. That's the big difference. And and uh, I, you know I challenge people to go out and and support that as well um, as as they go out, whether it be again hunting, outdoorsmanship. There's so many different offerings that you guys have at this point. Uh, that you can reach just about any market that uses a knife. And so, uh, you know, I recommend people do that and then uh, send Jess an email and uh, <laughs> and you will, you will get, you will get this smiling response. I haven't seen you ever without a smile, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. uh, I, I really haven't. No, no matter what show I've seen you at, uh, you know, again, the grand opening here, anytime I've had an interaction with you, you're always smiling. So um if you're saying you've got emotional roller coasters, it definitely doesn't show. <laughs> Yours are always like they're up here and they stay up here. Like there's no doubt. <laughs> save that for my for in my home. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh is gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's the only one that's privy to it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that that's amazing. Well, I appreciate your time, Jess, and I, I know you've got. Lots going on, and for you to take you know an hour out of your day and, and come on here and share your side of the story, because again, we've all heard Josh's side, and it's amazing, but it's always good to hear the other side as well. Yeah. And um, you know, 
Googling Josh, that was, I think that was the funniest part of you. <laughs> I don't know if anyone who doesn't Facebook stalk and Google people nowadays. So. He was the, he was my first. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks so much, Jess. Where can people find you? And, uh, and then of course I'm going to leave the links for Montana knife company down below as well. Oh gosh. Uh, my Instagram is Jesse Smith knife wife. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And the, the kids actually gave me that, that Instagram handle, which I find kind of cool. So, um, they just mentioned it one day and it stuck, but yeah, yep. There you go. I'm the knife wife. Well, perfect. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Jonathan. Um, yeah, of course. I guess la last question to end this off. What's your favorite game meet? Oh gosh. Well, I haven't had them all. Mm. So that you've had that I've had, I would elk's my favorite. I love elk. Um, yeah. And what's that? I guess what's, moose, what's your, so... you've never tried moose. Mm -mm. I still like, personally, I like elk over moose. Moose is a little bit more greasy. Really? Maybe it was just the way that I've had it prepared, but, um, it's a little bit more fatty. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I love elk all day. Um, you know, the kids didn't shoot any deer this year or last year and I was not mad about it. Um, <laughs> Hank kept talking about going out and shooting a doe out in the field. And I was like, please do not shoot a doe. I do not, I do not need a doe in my freezer. Just roast, just lots of roasts. That's yeah. Hot roast. Yeah. No oh, thanks. Cool. Awesome. Well, there we go. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. I, I really do appreciate your time, Jess. Uh, guys, go check her out. And Montana Knife Company, again, take that challenge that I'm, I'm offering you guys. Go get signed up for their newsletter. Uh, so you can get notified and also there's special drops that they do through text messaging. So go and get that as well. Go get signed up for that and uh, you won't regret it. Well, you, you, yeah, I was going to say your, your pocketbook might, but you won't regret it. <laughs> I <kind of> regret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but thanks so much, Jess. And as I always say, guys, get out, live your life and love it.